Good morning. Let's begin our service by singing hymn number 267. Our God is all in all. His children cannot fear. <clears throat> See baseless evil fall and know that God is here. Hymn number 267. The scriptural will be given by Wendy from South Carolina. Psalms. Return, O Lord, deliver my soul. Lamentations. It is of the Lord's mercies that we are not consumed, because his compassions fail not. They are new every morning. Great is thy faithfulness. The Lord is my portion, that's my soul. Therefore will I hope in him. The Lord is good unto them that wait for him, to the soul that seeketh him. It is good that a man should both hope and quietly wait for the salvation of the Lord. Let us search and try our ways and turn again to the Lord. Let us lift up our heart with our hands unto God in the heavens. I called upon thy name, O Lord, out of the low dungeon. Thou drewest near in the day that I called upon thee. Thou saidst, Fear not. O Lord, thou hast pleaded the causes of my soul. Thou hast redeemed my life. Let's now have a moment of silent prayer and follow with the Lord's Prayer and its spiritual interpretation as given in the Christian Science textbook. Who is which art in heaven, 
Our Father, Mother, God, all harmonious. Hallowed be thy name. Adorable One, thy kingdom come. Thy kingdom is come. Thou art ever present. Thy will be done in earth as it is in heaven. Enable us to know, as in heaven, so on earth, God is omnipotent, supreme. Give us this day our daily bread. Give us grace for today. Feed the famished affections. And forgive us our debts, as we forgive our debtors. And love is reflected in love. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. And God leadeth us not into temptation, but delivereth us from sin, disease, and death. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever. For God is infinite, all power, all life, truth, love, over all and all. Let's now sing hymn number 237. Oh, may we be still and seek him. Seek with consecration whole, listening thus to hear the message, far from sense and hid in soul. Hymn number 237.
Welcome to the Sunday morning service of the Plainfield Christian Science Church Independent. We begin every Sunday morning here at 10 a.m. with our roundtable discussion, which is kind of a training session in practical Christian science. We discuss this week's lesson, other subjects that need to be covered, and learn how to practice better this wonderful science given, discovered, and founded by Mary Baker Eddy. We have a Sunday school for children that takes place at 11 o'clock on Sunday morning. And that uh, Sunday school has a dedicated teleconference number so that children anywhere can attend by telephone. And in fact, many of our students don't live in the area, and they do attend by their telephone. So if you don't live in the area and have a child of Sunday school age, please call us. We'll give you the number. And we would be very happy to welcome your child to our Sunday school. Also, we have a testimony meeting every Wednesday evening at 8.15, where you can hear testimonies of healings and lives transformed through the study and practice of Christian science. And at all of our services, we have a nursery for infants and toddlers, so you can bring the whole family. We are going to have another Bible study session this coming Saturday, February 24th, at 10 a.m. So check our website, plainfieldcs.com, for the Bible study questions. And please join us for a lively session this coming Saturday, 10 a.m., February 24th. You'll be glad that you did. We have quite an outreach uh, from our church. We have 17 different websites in 17 different languages. And every one of our websites offers the very finest Christian science literature that you can read, study, some cases listen to. In every case, you can download it. And everything that is on our websites is provided free of charge. Freely we have received and freely we give. I would like to point out one article that is featured on our website, our English website anyway, uh, entitled One Soul by Bicknell Young. Great article. It explains very clearly what soul really is, and I recommend it highly. And everyone is welcome here. And that includes all of you who are listening and participating from around the world. And now we will have the reading of a testimony of healing from the Christian Science textbook which attests to the healing power obtained by studying the Christian Science textbook. And that reading will be given this morning by Sylvia from Australia. Page 628. Obstinate Stomach Trouble Healed. There is no doubt that by far the greater number come to Christian Science by the way of physical healing but there are those to whom this does not particularly appeal, in the hope that it may be of benefit to some such, and in gratitude for help received, I submit my own experience. Three years ago, I knew nothing of Christian science, aside from the knowledge gathered from the daily papers and current literature. When I thought of the subject at all, it was to class Christian science with various human theories with which I could not be in sympathy, for they seemed to rely on both good and evil. I had never known of a case of healing, had never read the textbook or heard of the journal or sentinel, but I would sometimes see people going into the Christian science church. I was tired of trying to find anything satisfactory in religious belief, 
for it seemed as if God either could not or would not bring into harmony the terrible conditions existing in human society. I had quit using any form of prayer except the Lord's Prayer, and even then omitted the words, Lead us not into temptation. How I longed to know just a little of the why and wherefore of it all. Here is where Christian science found me. I was thrown in contact with a dear friend of whom I had seen very little for a year or more, a thoroughly educated woman and a thinker. She told me she had taken some treatments in Christian science for a physical trouble and had become very much interested in the study of science and health with Key to the Scriptures by Mrs. Eddy. She asked me if I would like to look at the book, and I said I would be glad to do so. The first chapter, Prayer, appealed to me from the first, and when I came to Mrs. Eddy's spiritual sense of the Lord's Prayer, Science and Health, page 17, my interest was fully aroused. I knew that in a dim way I was learning what it means to pray without ceasing. Very soon I bought a book of my own, and with the help of our lesson sermons as given in the quarterly, I began in earnest the study of science and health in connection with the Bible. I stood very much in need of physical healing at this time, having suffered for several years from an obstinate form of stomach trouble. So far as I know, I gave no thought to the benefits I might receive physically from the study, but I did believe that science held the truth of things, and I was so absorbed in getting an understanding of the principle that I thought very little of myself. After about three or four months' study, I realized that the stomach trouble was gone, and with it went other physical troubles which have never returned. This healing was brought about by the earnest, conscientious seeking for the truth, as contained in the Bible and interpreted by our leader in our textbook, Science and Health. I have since learned more of the science of healing and have been able to, in a small way, help others in need. I have also learnt that in living and loving is healing realised, and in reflecting divine love, I have the signs following. When we think of the pure, loving, unselfish life Mrs Eddy must have lived in order to become conscious of this truth and give it to us, words are a poor medium through which to express the gratitude which her followers feel for her. It is best expressed by obediently following her, even as she is following Christ. H. T. Omaha, Nebraska The Bible and the Christian Science Textbook are our only preachers. We shall now read scriptural texts and their correlative passages from our textbook. These comprise our sermon. The canonical writings, together with the word of our textbook, corroborating and explaining the Bible texts in their denominational spiritual import and application to all ages, past, present, and future, constitute a sermon undivorced from truth, uncontaminated or fettered by human hypotheses, and authorized by Christ. And today's lesson sermon can be found on page 14 of the Independent Christian Science Textbook, quarterly. Subject, Soul. The golden text is from Isaiah. For the Lord is our judge. The Lord is our lawgiver. The Lord is our king. He will save us. The responsive reading is from Psalms. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He restoreth my soul. He leadeth me in the paths of righteousness for his name's sake. Unto thee, O Lord, do I lift up my soul. Show me thy ways, O Lord. Teach me thy paths. Lead me in thy truth and teach me. 
For thou art the God of my salvation. On thee do I wait all the day. All the paths of the Lord are mercy and truth unto such as keep his covenant and his testimonies. His soul shall dwell at ease, and his seed shall inherit the earth. O keep my soul and deliver me. Let me not be ashamed, for I put my trust in thee. Day Day from Georgia will now read. I will read from the Bible. Psalm. Rejoice in the Lord, O ye righteous, for praise is comely for the upright. Praise the Lord with heart. Sing unto him with the psaltery and an instrument of ten strings. Sing unto him a new song. Play skillfully with a loud noise. For the word of the Lord is right, and all his works are done in truth. He loveth righteousness and judgment. The earth is full of the goodness of the Lord. By the word of the Lord were the heavens made, and all the hosts of them by the breath of his mouth. Let all the earth fear the Lord. Let all the inhabitants of the world Stand in awe of him. For he spake, and it was done. He commanded, and it stood fast. The Lord bringeth the counsel of the heathen to naught. He maketh the devices of the people of none effect. The counsel of the Lord standeth forever. The thoughts of his heart to all generations. Blessed is the nation whose God is the Lord, and the people whom he hath chosen for his own inheritance. The Lord looketh from heaven, he beholdeth all the sons of men. From the place of his habitation, he looketh upon all the inhabitants of the earth. He fashioneth their hearts alike, he considereth all their works. Behold, the eye of the Lord is upon them that fear him, upon them that hope in his mercy, to deliver their soul from death and to keep them alive in famine. Our soul waiteth for the Lord. He is our help and our shield. For our heart shall rejoice in him because we have trusted in his holy name. Let thy mercy, O Lord, be upon us, according as we hope in thee. Restore unto me the joy of thy salvation, and uphold me with thy free spirit. Luke. Then Jesus went into a city called Nain, and many of his disciples went with him, and much people. Now when he came nigh to the gate of the city, behold, there was a dead man carried out, the only son of his mother, and she was a widow, and much people of the city was with her. And when the Lord saw her, he had compassion on her and said unto her, Weep not. And he came and touched the bier, and they that bare him stood still, and he said, Young man, I say unto thee, arise. And he that was dead sat up and began to speak. And he delivered him to his mother. And there came a fear on all. And they glorified God, saying, That a great prophet is risen up among us, and that God had visited his people. Mark. 
And he came to Bethsaida, and they bring a blind man unto him, and besought him to touch him. And he took the blind man by the hand, and led him out of the town. And when he had spit on his eyes, and put his hands upon him, he asked him if he saw aught. And he looked up and said, I see men as trees walking. After that, he put his hands upon his again upon his eyes, and made him look up, and he was restored, and saw every man clearly. John, Jesus cried and said, He that believeth on me, believeth not on me, but on him that sent me. If ye abide in me, and my words abide in you, Ye shall ask what ye will, and it shall be done unto you. Herein is my Father glorified, that ye bear much fruit, so shall ye be my disciples. As the Father hath loved me, so have I loved you. Continue ye in my love. If ye keep my commandments, ye shall abide in my love even as I have kept my Father's commandments and abide in his love. These things have I spoken unto you, that my joy might remain in you, and that your joy might be full. This is my commandment, that ye love one another as I have loved you. Greater love hath no man than this, that a man lay down his life for his friend. Ye are my friends, if ye do whatsoever I command you. Isaiah, if thou draw out thy soul to the hungry and satisfy the afflicted soul, then shall thy light rise in obscurity and thy darkness be as the noonday. And the Lord shall guide thee continually, and satisfy thy soul in drought, and make fat thy bones. And thou shalt be like a watered garden, and like a spring of water, whose waters fail not. And they that shall be of thee shall build the old waste places. Thou shalt raise up the foundations of many generations, and thou shalt be called the repairer of the breach, the restorer of paths to dwell in. Then shalt thou delight thyself in the Lord, and I will cause thee to ride upon the high places of the earth and feed thee with the heritage of Jacob thy father. For the mouth of the Lord hath spoken it. Psalm I will bless the Lord at all times. His praise shall continually be in my mouth. My soul shall make her boast in the Lord. The humble shall hear thereof and be glad. Oh, magnify the Lord with me and let us exalt his name together. I sought the Lord. And he heard me and delivered me from all my fears. Bruce will now read. I will read correlative passages from the Christian Science textbook, Science and Health with Key to the Scriptures by Mary Baker Eddy. Soul, or spirit, is God, unchangeable and eternal. And man coexists with and reflects soul, God, for man is God's image. Soul has infinite resources with which to bless mankind and happiness would be more readily attained and would be more secure in our keeping 
if sought in soul. Higher enjoyments alone can satisfy the cravings of immortal man. Question, what are the demands of the science of soul? Answer, the first demand of this science is, thou shalt have no other gods before me. This me is spirit. Therefore, the command means this, thou shalt have no intelligence, no life, no substance, no truth, no love, but that which is spiritual. The second is like unto it, thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself. It should be thoroughly understood that all men have one mind, one God and Father, one life, truth, and love. Mankind will become perfect in proportion as this fact becomes apparent. War will cease and the true brotherhood of man will be established. Having no other gods, turning to no other but the one perfect mind to guide him, man is the likeness of God, pure and eternal, having that mind which was also in Christ. The higher nature of man is not governed by the lower, if it were, the order of wisdom would be reversed. Our false views of life hide eternal harmony and produce the ills of which we complain. Because mortals believe in material laws and reject the science of mind, this does not make materiality first and the superior law of soul last. You would never think that flannel was better for warding off pulmonary disease than the controlling mind if you understood the science of being. The divine mind maintains all identities from a blade of grass to a star as distinct and eternal. The questions are, what are God's identities? What is soul? Does life or soul exist in the thing formed? Nothing is real and eternal. Nothing is spirit, but God and his idea. Evil has no reality. It is neither person, place, nor thing, but is simply a belief, an illusion of material sense. Christian science explains all cause and effect as mental, not physical. It lifts the veil of mystery from soul and body. It shows the scientific relation of man to God. Disentangles the interlaced ambiguities of being and sets free the imprisoned thought. In divine science, the universe, including man, is spiritual harmonious, and eternal. Science shows that what is termed matter is but the subjective state of what is termed by the author mortal mind. Christian science reverses the seeming relation of soul and body and makes body tributary to mind. Thus it is with man 
who is but the humble servant of the restful mind, though it seems otherwise to finite sense. But we shall never understand this while we admit that soul is in body or mind in matter, and that man is included in non-intelligence. Mind is not necessarily dependent upon educational processes. It possesses of itself all beauty and poetry and the power of expressing them. Spirit, God, is heard when the senses are silent. We are all capable of more than we do. The influence or action of soul confers a freedom, which explains the phenomena of improvisation and the fervor of untutored lips. As human thought changes from one stage to another of conscious pain and painlessness, sorrow and joy, from fear to hope, and from faith to understanding, the visible manifestation will at last be man governed by soul, not by material sense. Reflecting God's government, man is self-governed. When subordinate to the divine spirit, Man cannot be controlled by sin or death, thus proving our material theories about laws of health to be valueless. If soul sins, it must be mortal. Sin has the elements of self-destruction. It cannot sustain itself. If sin is supported, God must uphold it. And this is impossible, since truth cannot support error. Soul is the divine principle of man, and never sins. Hence the immortality of soul. In science, we learn that it is material sense, not soul, which sins. And it will be found that it is the sense of sin which is lost and not a sinful soul. Become conscious for a single moment that life and intelligence are purely spiritual neither in nor of matter, and the body will then utter no complaints. If suffering from a belief in sickness, you will find yourself suddenly well. Sorrow is turned into joy when the body is controlled by spiritual life, truth, and love. Hence, the hope of the promise Jesus bestows. He that believeth on me, the works that I do shall he do also, because I go unto my Father, because the ego is absent from the body and present with truth and love. Dost thou love the Lord thy God with all thy heart and with all thy soul and with all thy mind? This command includes much, even the surrender of all merely material sensation, affection, and worship. This is the El Dorado of Christianity. It involves the science of life 
and recognizes only the divine control of spirit, in which soul is our master, and material sense and human will have no place. Entirely separate from the belief and dream of material living is the life divine, revealing spiritual understanding and the consciousness of man's dominion over the whole earth. This understanding casts out error and heals the sick, and with it, you can speak as one having authority. Let us now have a moment of silent prayer for our world. Let's now sing hymn number 305. The words of this hymn are by Mary Baker Eddy. Shepherd, show me how to go o'er the hillside steep, how to gather, how to sow, how to feed thy sheep. I will listen for thy voice, lest my footsteps stray. I will follow and rejoice all the rugged way. Hymn number 305.
Let's now sing hymn number 374. We thank thee and we bless thee, O Father of us all, that even before we ask thee, thou hearest thy children's call. We praise thee for thy goodness and tender constant care. We thank thee, Father, Mother, that thou hast heard our prayer. Hymn number 374.
I will read from the Christian Science textbook, the scientific statement of being, and the correlative passage from 1 John 3rd chapter. There is no life, truth, intelligence, no substance in matter. All is infinite mind in its infinite manifestation. For God is all in all. Spirit is immortal truth. Matter is mortal error. Spirit is the real and eternal. Matter is the unreal and temporal. Spirit is God, and man is his image and likeness. Therefore, man is not material. He is spiritual. Behold, what manner of love the Father has bestowed upon us, that we shall be called the sons of God. Therefore, the word knoweth not, because it knew him not. Beloved, now are we the sons of God, and it does not yet appear what we shall be, but we know that when he shall appear, we shall be like him, for we shall see him as he is. And every man that has this hope in him purify himself, even as he is pure. Look unto me, and be ye saved, O the ends of the earth, for I am God, and there is none else. Amen. <laughs>